Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's BT with Tales from the Gemini. Thank you guys for joining me. Thank you guys. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, the studio, there's so much tension here right now. It's great. It's palpable. You can cut this tension with a knife like a birthday cake. Anyway, we can get right to it. Uh, my guest today is uh, Melissa Paris. Man, she is literally... She is like, she's a Jackie Robinson of, of, of motorcycle racing for women, man. She's done it all. I mean, seriously, she's the first woman to do everything. Uh, 2009, she was the first woman to be uh, qualified for a world super sport race. 2011, the first female to test a MotoGP M1 prototype race by, in history. She's the first woman in history to do this. 2011, 2012, she raced in the British BSB. Uh, she played uh, top 10 in Daytona 200 to 2013. She's done everything. Is she ready, Malik? Is she ready? She hasn't clicked on yet, no. Okay. I'm going to hit her up right now because I know she's, she said she was standing by. And when a woman says that, you know what that means. Yeah. So in uh, 2015, uh, she got first place in the 24 Hours of Barcelona. Uh, she works as uh, World Endurance. I mean, all-female team, man. She's, such, she's a bad – and uh, even on her website, she goes self-proclaimed badass. And it sounds like, really? But she really is. But she, but she didn't come across that way, you know what I mean? And I always and I always thought she hated me too. Like every time I seen her, like she never would say hi. Like I think she hates me. But I never did anything to her. You know what I mean? Like I understand about like, hey, what's up, baby? You know, like baby, I ain't your baby. First name Jackson, Miss Nasty. No, but it was like I, I never did anything like that to her. I was one. Of, I always thought she hated me. So it's gonna be good to clear the air with her, hopefully, and we'll become bestest buddies, hopefully, hopefully. Why are you looking at me that way, Wyatt? Why? <laughs> you guys should have seen it before we were on the air. Like I'm trying to hit her hair to the guys up. And they're like, we got it, BT. We got it. And, and, and it's like, okay, she's here. Okay, she's okay. Here we go. <laughs> Here's my guess. <laughs> here we go. I love you guys. I really do. Melissa. Melissa. What's up? How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. First of all, thank you for joining me on my show. I mean, it's from the bottom of my heart. And to get this out of the way right now, I was telling the guys, I always thought you hated me. And so that's why I'm so glad that you're on the show so we can clear the air. I mean, seriously, I was like, I just remember, I, I remember twice meeting you with, with Josh, by the way. So it was never like a, like I was like, hey, baby, was going like, excuse me, baby. <laughs> so it was always like a, hey, how are you? And I remember we were at a Jamba Juice in Laguna Seca and Josh just got his Jamba Juice and he took you and gave you one. And I walked in and granted, I realized if you don't know me, I'm a lot to take in because I'm all, <laughs> no, because I'm, I'm a grown ass man who acts like a 12 year old. But 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 in my defense, it's all genuine. So I'm like, oh, my God, Josh. And he's like, hey, man. And he said something. He was being nice, you know, like, like he usually is. And I, just, yeah. I remember you give me a look like, who is this guy? And I was like, oh, OK. And then and then I, it was at MotoGP, the last one. And, and you were, I think, uh, around you, it, it, at Cal's Paddock. It was you, Lucy. And I think, I don't know if Bree was there. And I don't know, he gave me a look. And I was like, hi. Like, I was like, oh. wait. And then I was like, ugh. And I was like, I don't think she likes me. So, no. And then, and then, and, and, then, and then I was so happy for you to get the 24-hour of Baldur. And, you know, I had your, your race team. I'm on Instagram. I was like, hey, good luck. And nothing. I was like, huh. And then one oh time. Oh, my I, God. And then I raced. And then I raced go-karts here. And I told Bradley Smith. And for some reason, and I always do this. And, it, it's, and this is in my defense. I, I try to be jokey. And I go, and I said how good I am in go-karts. And I was just joking, obviously. And I go, and for some reason, your name kept up. So I tagged you like, yeah, I said something like Melissa Paris, something like that. And Bradley says, be careful, T. She's really <laughs> good. And I was hoping that you would respond back. And you never did. I go, I really think this woman hates me. No. If I would have seen that, I would have totally responded because Bradley was like the biggest poor sport when I kicked his ass in both parts. <laughs> that's great. I, I wish I would have been there for that. But that's why I want to uh, race. That's why I want to race you in go karts. But that's why yeah. I'm so glad you're on the show because honestly, I'm glad we cleared the air and thank. And I think it was Bree. <laughs> Bree was like our uh, was like our Osama uh, was like our Obama. He he brought us together. And it's the- funny because you know Bree and I like used to hate each other because we both suffer from RBF. And what's so that? We, rest, what's that? In, we both have resting bitch face. <laughs> so. We both thought the other person didn't like us. And then finally we were like, oh, wait, no, like we just have bitchy faces. And then it, now we're like best friends. So I'm so sorry that you were a victim of my RBF. I'm but, working on it. 
that RBF was working though, because I was like, you know what? I'm just going to avoid her at all costs. <laughs> like, I was going to take, and when I saw you in Austin, I was going to take the long way around. I was going to come through San Antonio oh and go around. Yeah, I was, yeah, but now but now that that's cleared out of the way and I realized it wasn't anything <laughs> personal, now we can now we can be BFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFFF
and then I just like, I never really found anything that like made my heart like go pitter patter, you know? And then you combine that with like all the bullshit of being a teenage girl, you know? Right, right. And I just had kind of a hard time, you know what I mean? And I'm the type of person I've got like, I, I don't know if you could call it type A or whatever, but like, I need to be focused. I need to be, I'm like really goal oriented and I need to be like working towards something. Mm-hmm. And when I'm not, it's, it's not pretty, you know, I, I'm, I suffer from very bad anxiety. And <laughs> if I, if I'm not like, you know, head down charging towards something, then mm-hmm. it's real easy for me to get like real wrapped up and angsty and unhappy and I think that's just kind of where I was. Like I went away to college. I was trying to figure out who the hell am I? Like, what am I going to do with my life? Like, um, I was real boy crazy and just, <laughs> just didn't know what the heck to do. You know what I mean? Like I knew I wanted something and I wanted to work hard for it. And I mean, I was, you know, I've always been like that goal orientedness has always made me really good in school. So I was always doing great, like with my schoolwork, but it wasn't, you know, I wasn't passionate about it. Like, you yeah, know, right. So, um, I just like, I, like I said, I'm so grateful. Like, cause I just think like the type of personality I have, like if it's not harnessed on something good, like, you know, it can easily take you to a really dark place as well. Yeah. I mean, that's But you know what, what you went through is a lot of people, but especially at that time, think about it. College, man. We're all, I mean, everybody's searching for something. It's like those kids you see with the, at least when I was growing up, I, I got a couple years on you. And when I was growing up, they had the pants around their ankles and they're trying to be like a B-boy and it, you know, with the yeah. Adidas and you know, yo, what's up homie. And that's not who they are. You know what I mean? But they're trying yeah. to find themselves and that's what you were doing. But did you like, but growing up, but uh, were you always gravitated toward the sports with boys just to prove to yourself in a weird way that I'm just as good as you? I, okay, so I had four older brothers growing up. Okay. <laughs> so I think a big part of like how I got into baseball was my big brothers were playing baseball. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So right. um, I always wanted to do what they were doing. My One of my older brothers got into racing BMX bikes, so I did that with him. Um, I think I was always just trying to keep up with them and do whatever they were into. And, um, it didn't start out as like wanting to keep, you know, like be better than the boys or prove them as good as them. Uh But especially I noticed it when I was playing baseball, like I started to see both sides of it. Like I'd see the moms that were like, so pumped, like they thought it was so cool and then um, I actually got put like dra- drafted onto this one little league team. Like, and I, the coach had a daughter who was like a little bit younger than me. And I remember he was like, he picked me for his, to be on the team with his older son. Cause he wanted his younger daughter to see a girl playing baseball with the boys. And oh, like, cool. so I saw people making a big deal of it. And then I also saw like the ugly side of it. I, you know, I heard the mean things. Some of the boys would say to me, like, what, and, what would they say? What would they say? You know, just like, I'd come, you know, people just be like, oh my God, like their catcher's a girl or like you, you throw like a girl or you whatever. But I mean, I was always able to shut it up pretty quickly because I mean, I, I was good at baseball. I'll say I was a better baseball player than I am a motorcycle racer. You Are you know? serious? I mean, obviously it was little league, but I was pretty freaking good at it. <laughs> you know, could, could, could you hit for, could you hit for uh, like, like average? Um, I don't think we did that back then. I was never on like a traveling team, but it was like, I was definitely like the, it was either like headed for the fences or I was striking out kind of situation. Really? I was, I was a big kid. I was pretty strong and I don't know. I just, I don't know. I had four big brothers to keep up with. So, you know, and, and the cool thing was like my one brother, Chris would practice with me a lot. So I think I learned a lot, like from an early age of like working on stuff. We'd go out in the yard, we'd play catch. He'd throw ball, like flies and grounders and pitch to me. And you know what I mean? So like, I learned about like working at something and, but like, I, I would hear like people say negative things and then I'd see how you could shut them up by succeeding. And like, yeah. I do think like somewhere along the line, I kind of like, oh, it is kind of fun to like surprise people a little bit, you know? Yes, yes. But it was never like the goal, you know, I never was like, I want to, I, I love being the only girl here or anything like that. It wasn't like that with baseball and it's not like that with motorcycle racing. It's just something I love. And like, that's, like if the side part of it is that another girl's inspired to try it or it makes some guy rethink their views of women, like that's just like an added <laughs> bonus, I guess. 
No, that I, I think that is great because it, you strike me as somebody, and like I said, I didn't know how you were growing up, whatever. But just hearing what you said, I can't. I didn't. You don't strike me as somebody who was like. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Hanging with the girls or doing girly, girly stuff. I mean, I can't no. see that. You know, and I don't. And I don't mean no disrespect. But I can't see no. you like being girly, girly. You know, tea party. I wasn't. It was. I mean, honestly, school was hard, a little hard for me because I was just a bit awkward and weird and I was more comfortable with the boys and you know kids are mean and that's weird to them you know and, now, and, and why were you awkward like what, what part of uh, made you awkward I don't know I think I was just used to being around like my older brothers you know what I mean like just used to being around like bigger kids and guys playing sports and so like when you get like a group of little girls together you know in fourth grade and they're like being catty or acting <laughs> silly I was like I don't I don't understand I don't understand. What am I supposed to do? I'd rather go play football with the boys during recess, you know? So then the girls think you're weird and the boys think you're a little bit weird. And I don't know, it's just kind of weird. And then, you know, high school comes and things get weirder. I had blue hair. I shaved my head. And then it was just like, there was no hope for being like normal at all. So I think I actually like found my femininity more like after I started racing, like, it wasn't until I was an adult and I was like so entrenched in racing and like doing all this stuff. And then I was like, you know, I do like getting a pedicure now and then. That's pretty nice, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it's actually been pretty cool. You know, like I think at some point you get comfortable in who you are and you yes. don't feel like you need to like, like have this like uniform or a mask that you put on every day. So yeah, right. I've got no problem, you know, putting on Carhartts to go, work in the shop on motorcycles but you know if there's an opportunity to put on a dress and get my hair did all about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's good for you like it takes a while sometimes for people to find themselves and some people never find themselves which is sad so the fact yeah. that you did and and you were able to i think that's beautiful now what now what year did you graduate high school i graduated high school in 2001 oh my god really i'm so old. No, you're young. Oh my God, you're young. I shouldn't be talking to you right now. I mean, seriously. <laughs> I wish I have a chaperone here. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> okay, I'm going to ask you this question because I give my producer all this crap. My producer's 19. I love this guy. He's 19. Okay, 19 year old white kid. He's my producer and my engineer. He was born the year I graduated. He, he was born the year you graduated. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to ask you this question. Do you know who Pearl Jam is? Yeah. Okay, well, he doesn't, and I give him shit all the time. Because I go, you don't know who Pearl Jam? He goes, no. And I go, and I can't talk to him. There was, And we, when I said that, and I go, yeah. you, don't, you, know, you don't know who Pearl Jam is? And he literally went, no. And I go, I, I can't talk to you right now. And him and my engineer, and he's 21, and he doesn't know who Pearl Jam is. And I go, and I, I, I just literally had, a, I, I wanted to leave. I, actually, I wanted to give him a whooping. <laughs> both, I wanted to get him whooping and send him to the room without dinner. No, just... Just like lock them in the studio and just like blast that shit on repeat. But I did. I, I did play some stuff and they were like, oh, this is them. And then they just kind of like, oh, and that was it. And I go, okay, whatever, guys. I mean, yeah. they don't they don't understand what good they don't understand what he von I mean, that was good music back in the day, and they don't even know. Yellow lead better. If you don't like yellow lead better, honestly. <laughs> You need to go dig a big ass hole and dump yourself in it. I mean, seriously, that's what you need to do. And so you remind me so much of like because my husband's eight years older than me, so we sometimes have like a disconnect. I, so I <laughs> there have been a couple of times where he's definitely like forced me to sit down and watch certain movies with like him what, stuff. like what, like what? Please tell me because I'm, I'm older than your husband, so this is great. I'm older than okay. your husband, so I know. Tell me. So do you remember the movie Rad? Yes, uh, yes, 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 yes. Vaguely, movie. Ba yeah, vaguely, vaguely, but I remember, yes, yeah, like that was a big one, but then now it's like one of my favorites, so it's totally fine. But yeah, I'm trying to think, like, what else? Um, Predator, he likes like 80s, like hair bands. Like, oh, like Dawkins, does he like Dawkins? I maybe I'm usually like, no, no, you stop that, you stop that right now, you go <laughs> like right now. Rat. When we, when, we, when we get out of here, you're going to listen to some rat and roll. You're going to listen to Dawkins, and you're going to listen to the Scorpions. And listen to me, young lady. And you're going to listen to some, some old, older Kiss. And you're going to rock oh. out. No, you're going to. Yes, you will. Yes, you will, Melissa. Don't, it's don't. so funny because we have like this ongoing joke because I like Bon Jovi. I love and Bon Jovi. He gets so mad when they play Bon Jovi on like <laughs> XM Radio on the hairband channel. Because yes. he's like, it's not like. It's not 80s hair music. And I'm like, it's Bon Jovi, though. And he's like, 
it's just on the wrong station and he gets so angry about it it's great well but no you're right i'll i'll i'm gonna take your side on that one because it is because i remember growing up see i was around when bon jovi had their first 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 album when he had all that hair he looked like a chia pet he had all that hair and it was she she don't know me roulette they were on the first album trust me i grew up with bon jovi i you know why i like bon jovi because they were like me they didn't drink they didn't do drugs and they all they did was just rock out and they liked women and that was me you know what i mean Right, and so and and it's that's relatable. It's re- it was re- and it was just good, clean rock and roll. Yeah. you know what I mean. I love me, I love me some Bon Jovi. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, who did? Okay, favorite Bon Jovi song. Pa- favorite Bon Jovi song. I, you know what, I'm gonna decline to answer this. Oh come on! I like a lot of the later Bon Jovi. It stuff. doesn't. It doesn't matter. No, no, no. I always tell people, listen, never, ever, ever be ashamed of what you like. I mean, I like, yeah. I like Nickelback. I even like David Allen Coe in country music. I mean, I really do. I mean, I know yeah. what he's like. I know what he's like. But I, I mean, but his music is good. So yeah, so, no, I'm with you on that. Like, if you were to like go through like my phone, like in my music, or like put it on repeat, it's right? like real eclectic. It'll be like. Johnny Cash, and then it'll be yes. like face to face, and then it'll be like Christina Aguilera, and then Halsey. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that because it's that's great. who you are. I, I think being eclectic makes you a better person. That's just me. I think it makes you a better yeah. person. If you listen to a lot of different type of music, I just think it makes you it, it helps you communicate with other people better. It, 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 instead yeah. of having that little standoffish, you kind of know a little bit, even if it's just the music. You know what I mean? I've had a- I had a really good friend tell me that when it comes to music, there's no such thing as a guilty pleasure. Like, Oh, beautiful. That is a great right? quote. Yes. Because I was like, you know, I've also got a lot of Taylor Swift on there. Okay, well, I'll forgive it. Okay, you I'll know, like that. stuff that is like some stuff that some people would just be like, that is just like garbage pop music. And I'm like, man, it makes my brain feel good when I listen to it. There you go. It's all that matters. And that's what music is. That's yeah. what music is. It's a soundtrack to your life. Yeah. You know? So, so good for you. Good yeah, for you. it's cool. I mean, it's really fun when like Josh has caught me because like we have a barn and there's like my little workshops in there where I work on bikes and Josh has come in there and like caught me with like a screwdriver like singing. (laughs) It's really embarrassing. (laughs) And I'll like turn and I'll be like, how long has he been standing there watching me? I love it. That's beautiful. Yeah. Everybody does that, but that's beautiful, man. That's that's what helps. Real bad, man. That's that's what helps. I love it. I love it. Not a good singer. No. Who is, though? Unless unless you're a singer-singer. Come on now. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? In the shower, we're all good. In the shower, we're all yeah. good. Well, the acoustics in there, right? Exactly. You know? Exactly. I mean, seriously, <laughs> it goes me and then Prince and then Michael Jackson. If you catch me in the, in the shower, I'm incredible. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, I love I'm, it. Prince, huh? Oh, my God. Honestly, I mean, Prince is probably the, the ultimate musician to me. And, and underrated, underrated is Beck. Because Beck yeah. almost does the same thing. You know, I, I mean, like Beck. Oh my god! I mean, did you go through that thing like where you were trying to figure out? Um, was it Beck? Yeah, like where you're trying to figure out what he was saying in that like his one of his first big hits, uh, and it turned out to be Spanish. I'm a loser, baby. Yeah, yes. I remember taking Spanish class and being like, "Oh, he's literally just saying I'm a loser in Spanish." <laughs> How great is that? I love Pretty that. basic. How great! Can't believe we couldn't figure that out. He has such a great sense of humor. No one really caught that. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I like about Beck. I think somebody asked him about his tour. This is early on. He goes, "Yeah, we got a tour bus. We're gonna uh, uh, travel around with the with the with the Mormon phil- uh, the Mormon Philharmonic or something like that. The uh, <laughs> the Mormon choir boards or whatever." He said something like that, and they looked at him like he was crazy, and he, and he was just joking. But they didn't yeah. catch it. He, I have loved that guy. Love yeah. Beck. I Clever. love Beck. Okay, so now to get ready for like, uh, uh, to get in your space before you race, did you listen to any music to get you in uh, into the zone? Yeah, you know, like a, li- a little bit of everything. Like there was a time where I'd like, you know, I'd listen to like Rage Against the Machine or like yes. something to get me all amped up. But mm. that was never like what was good for me. It was like, in the end, I, I learned it was just more like upbeat, like poppy stuff. Right. Um, Bree's got like a video of me. She just sent it to me recently. <laughs> I was in the middle of a 24 hour race. We were mm-hmm. on like hour 22. I hadn't slept in God knows how long. I'm punchy. Yeah. And I'm in my leathers and my helmet and I'm waiting for the girl to come in so I can do my last stint. And I'm literally singing <laughs> single ladies and like doing the dance. <laughs> like, 
to me like it took a while to learn like it just has to be something like upbeat that gets me feeling like fun like this is like good like you know silly like it's not like that angsty stuff like yeah. I thought it was supposed to be the angsty stuff but then I learned like that's not me I'm yeah. just here for a good time <laughs> good, for you. good for you okay so take me back real quick take me back to that that night or day or whatever when you're in the dorm and you go with the hot guy Dennis and he puts you on the back of the bike when did you go I think this is what I'm meant to do well like right then I was just like holy cow I'm scared shitless mm -hmm. um but then I started riding with him more and more and mm -hmm. Down here in San Diego, we have excellent like canyon riding. Like it's yes. amazing. Yes. So we used to go to Palomar Mountain and I would ride on the back and I just thought it was like the coolest thing. And then we were there and I saw this girl like ripping up and down the mountain. And I was like, the fuck am I doing back here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was just like, it was literally like just like that. You know what I mean? And really? so uh, I went and took an M MSF course and learned to ride. And it's funny because even when I was first learning to ride, I was like, I was terrified. You know what I mean? Like, of even, course. even when I wasn't on the bike and I knew I was going to ride later, I was like almost sick to my stomach, like that nervous. Really? And then suddenly like that nervous feeling like went away and I just loved it. And then I was like, got some leathers and then I like started ditching classes to go ride. Wow. And then, yeah. And it was like, you know, at the time I was going through some other stuff, breaking up with Dennis. Oh, oh, Denny. And <laughs> it was like, Oh, like I have this thing I can go do when I'm feeling bummed and it makes me feel good again. Like, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, like that. And then I started, doing track days and I think like as soon as I rode on the racetrack I was like I I just want this feeling to keep happening you know it, it, I, that, I I honestly that track day it's like what they say once you get on the track and I mean honestly I say that's my happy place and it is but when you're mm -hmm. actually on the track and I'm like such a dork I'm, I like that's why I call it tales from a Gemini because I'm a Gemini and we'll be talking and we'll talk about something else like at a drop of a hat but it's just how my brain works but when yeah. I'm on but when I'm on that track I mean honestly and I really think honestly that especially last year I was at uh in, in Donington Park and taking a, a, a track day class. Yeah. And so Such a good track. Yes. And knowing that the, the GP guys were there and mentally, I was like, I'm black Marquez. I'm black Marquez. And I was going <laughs> through the turns and I'm like, I'm black Marquez. And I'd go. And I mean, and that's where I put myself mentally like, OK, I'm racing. What am I going to do? And I mean, it was the greatest feeling in the world. And then I got on the back with the with the old man Haslam, with, with Ron Haslam. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, this is how you're supposed to ride. And then that <laughs> that opened up a whole new like now I know what arm pump is now i know now, now I, i'm yeah. I, i'm almost to where you guys are mentally and i mean there's nothing like it so i know the addiction yeah. i know yeah. what that addiction's like i think for me like a big part of it like and i kind of said earlier like jokingly but i do suffer from pretty bad anxiety and before i got into racing like i used to have at times like crippling panic attacks like, really yeah like real real bad and I kind of noticed suddenly as I started riding, like that was happening less and less and less. And then like, it was just like, I think part of what it is, is like being on a racetrack to me, it's like all those things that make a panic attack terrible mm -hmm. are good on a racetrack. You know what I mean? Like that, like laser focus and adrenaline and like all those things that make you feel like you're dying in the middle of a panic attack mm -hmm. can make you like so focused and good at, at doing what you need to do on a racetrack. And so I think that was like another big part of it was like, oh, like even when I'm not on the track, like I'm feeling better the rest of the time, you know? So I think it gave me like a really healthy outlet for like whatever is wrong with this body that makes it overproduce <laughs> some of those hormones that make yeah. me feel crazy, you know? Wow. That's you never like tried like maybe yoga or meditation. I like, honestly, I have tried like that stuff and I just like, I can't do it. Like it's so hard. And I know people are like, Oh, you got to practice at it. And I'm like, I don't want to, it sucks. It's not fun. <laughs> like I'm so bad. I'm like, I'm like that person that I'll sit down and I'll be like, 
the wind is blowing. Oh, like wind blow, fire. Fires happen when the wind blows. Like my house is burning down. Oh, everybody run away. Like, you know what I mean? Like my brain is just like, da, 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 like too fast. So like when you're on a motorcycle, like shit's coming at you fast. Yes. So it going too fast works perfectly. I, that's that's really weird for me. To, I mean, the fact that you have anxiety, but being on a motorcycle kind of calms that anxiety, which yeah. which I found weird. Really, it's, it just like puts it to use. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Wow. Some people may call it self medicating. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. If it works for you, it works for you. It works yeah, for you. Exactly. Now, when look looking at like racing now, I mean, how we well, can come up. The way they got so many programs now for younger people, for younger riders. It, does a yeah. part of you kind of wish, like, because I look at the Red Bull Rookies Cup and 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 all the stars that it produced. You know, even Cameron Cameron uh, Bobier raced in Red yeah. Bull Rookies Cup with Mark Marquez as his teammate. And do you look back at that and go, man, if only they had that when I was coming up, or if, or or maybe like if I would have got into racing earlier in life. Do, I mean, do you have that little bit of a, a tinge bit of regret? I mean, like I do sometimes, obviously, because I'd love to see like what might have happened if I'd had some earlier opportunities. But at Mm -hmm. the same time, I'm so grateful for like the upbringing I had and like the things I've experienced. I've I've played baseball. I played (laughs) soccer. I did water polo. I swam on a swim team. I tried to learn how to play the guitar. I did all this shit. And I got to try them all and be like, nope, not for me. Nope, don't like that. That's not for me. Not that good at that. Can't stick with this. And so every time, like when I look at my life and I'm riding motorcycles, I know it. Like, I know that's what I want because I freaking tried everything else first. So I look at some of these kids and I'm like, they don't even know. Like, they don't even know if there's something else out there they might like better. Like, because this is all they've done since they were just a teeny tiny kid, you know? And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but- um like for me i'm i'm grateful like i'm grateful that like in my whole heart like i know what i'm doing is what i want to do you know and that beautiful and also some of those kids like we joke about it a lot around here you know they've brought up to be these like superstar motorcycle racers and they're homeschooled and they're a bit awkward yes and, yes you, you, you can know? tell when you talk to them they're like, hey how are you so do you yeah. have a motorcycle you don't buy you know I, I, <laughs> yeah it's just yeah i think you learn like a lot of stuff from your peers when you're in school you know you learn how to act and like what not to say so you don't get punched <laughs> in the mouth and things like that and i definitely see some of these kids that didn't learn those things <laughs> any racers come to mind any racers come to mind i'm keeping my mouth uh, shut okay. no but... uh, look, no names no names but any racers come to mind when you said oh, that oh absolutely <laughs> usually i have a joke around the house like you know josh brings guys to train here right and so sometimes kids will come and they'll do something super boneheaded and josh or me will just like mutter under our breath homeschooled <laughs> 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 I'm going to find out who the kids are. I want to find out from somebody who them kids are is what I'm finding. It's so bad. Like some, <laughs> like some of this stuff, like where I'm just like, oh, Christ. Like, that's wild. <laughs> you know? Yes. So, yes. Yeah. But I'm grateful for what I had. And even if Red Bull Rookies Cup had existed when I was a kid and I was like, hey, dad, like I want to go race motorcycles. He'd have been like, that's nice. People in hell want ice water. Go mow the lawn. <laughs> That's true. True, true, true. That's old school dad right there. Yeah, I, right? I know the feeling. I know the feeling. Okay. <laughs> I like that. I like. I think it's great that you're so grateful for that. But sometimes, and this is when, I, this is a tough question for me to ask because I was like, I was thinking of this. But <laughs> listen, to all, no, listen to all your interviews and everything. And I know, I know you're happy where you're at. I know everything's, you know, good. But is there like, I, I sensed, and maybe I'm wrong, I sensed a, a slight, slight, slight bit of, I can't say depression, but a slight bit of, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, maybe apprehension, like, after your kid was born, like, will I be able to do this again? Or will I be able to, you know, do this in the, in, in the manner that I'm doing it? Am, am I correct yeah. in that? I mean, yeah. That, why do you think I waited until I've been married for 10 years before I had a kid? Like, yeah, um, well, I sense we, I sense that a little bit from you. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing. You know, I think any woman in any career that she's passionate about has to say, like, are people going to question my dedication to this job if I 
take a break to have a kid, you know? And, and then the flip side of that is that people are going to think I'm a terrible mom if I keep chasing after my dreams. Right. So it's hard. Um, honestly, like when we decided to start a family, it was in a year where some of my opportunities were starting to dry up already. <laughs> so um, I think it was like, okay, like if I want to do this, I need to do it soon. And I don't think... I'm really lucky because, you know, I married, I'm married to Josh and he's great and he supports everything I want to do. So if I had an opportunity to be racing full-time, still, I, I think he would support that. And I could, we'd find a way to make it happen. You know, yeah. it's just, I mean, I'm 37 years old and, uh, you get to a point where you're like, as much as I hate to say this, I go, I tried everything I could. I'm probably not going to be a world champion, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So now I've kind of come to this new point in my life where I just want to have the opportunity to race and to ride as much as I can. So any opportunity I get, I'm going to do it um, without like necessarily like having that feeling like I'm trying to get to somewhere, you know? Right, 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 right. Yeah. I, I, I sense, like I said, I sense that in your interviews, yeah. and 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 another, and since we're on that subject, and this is one I, I, I again, I'm like I, I tread, but I, you know, it never hurts to ask, is that you being such a trailblazer and what you did during the period you you've done, and you know, and I, and I say this in my act, I said racism, sexism, you're not going to get rid of them, but if you chip away at it a little bit at a time, chip, chip, chip yeah. away, and things are getting better, but. Yeah. Coming up, when you you know, did you ever experience? Because I and I bring this up because there's a racer named Sharni Penfold. Uh, she raced the Australian Superbike Series, and you know where I'm going with this. And it was like, yeah. I heard about that, and that just and that ripped me apart. And I, I yeah. and I I generally hated that because you know I try to bring people on the show who inspire me. It's not just racer, but who inspire me. But I and I mean this from but I have a soft spot for women and, and, and especially in motorsports because I know it's a male-dominated field. And I yeah. and I know sometimes you... And I was going to ask, did, did you ever get like those snide comments where you're like, eh, you kind of let me laugh it off or kind of, huh? And you have to act like you didn't hear that because you, you're trying to get to where you're getting to. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I will say that overall my experience in motorsports has been really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have like a lot of women who went before me to thank for that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... I'm really grateful that it's even what it's been for me. For sure, you get like little side comments. Usually no one's, you know, they're like crickets. As yeah. soon as you turn the lights on, yeah. they shut the F up. So they shut the fuck I up. haven't gotten much of it said to my face, yeah. you know, right. but for sure, you know, you read it online or you hear it from someone who heard it from somewhere else. Make um, some comments that somebody has said that you go, huh, or you that know, you heard. Like, the thing, like, you know, people saying like, oh, she only got that deal because she's a girl mm-hmm. or she only got that deal because she's married to Josh Hayes mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Um, and honestly, like, you know, what? I don't care because I still got it. <laughs> and <laughs> there you go. Generally speaking, those comments aren't from my peers. They're from keyboard warriors who are sitting at home and are slower than shit and fat and live, <laughs> you know, like, I just don't care. Like, I honestly don't care what those people think. I'm really lucky that I've gotten to a point where like, if you're not like my family or a friend and I don't really care what you think of me, you yeah. know, you know right. what I mean? Like, right, you're, right. I don't even know who you are. Like, so like, why do I care that much? Mm-hmm. But the stuff that Sharni talks about, it's heartbreaking because for one, like I've seen it reposted online and people making really rude comments about it, like hating on her or saying she's exaggerating or that she deserved it or anything like that. And I mean, it's bullshit, you know, like I know what she's talking about. I've kind of been, I've gotten into a a couple situations myself that were like a little bit sticky and been like, Oh, like, Oh, this is not what I thought it was going to be. Um, and I think it's really easy for people to say like, oh, well, you should have, you should have known or you should have seen that coming or whatever. But things are like very rarely black and white, you know, like yes. I, I can totally see like I don't know what happened in her particular instance, but I can totally see like someone comes on and they're like, oh, I want to sponsor you. And then they're like, oh, I'm going to travel with you. And then it's like <sighs> we're sharing a hotel room or, uh, you know, and then yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's such a slippery slope, you know, because if you're going into it with, you know, pure heart and whatever, I, and you yeah. just, yeah, you just think people 
are being helpful. And, and I've, I've experienced it. Like I've experienced like early on where someone's like, Hey, like I've got some money and I see you're trying to race and I think that's cool. And I'm going to like give you some parts or whatever. And then all of a sudden things start to feel kind of weird and you're like, Oh, okay. And then I've had like other guys come along or, you know, like, and say, Hey, I'm just a fan of racing. And like, here's a check. I want to sponsor you to go racing. And, and you're like, Oh, is this going to be weird again? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Trust me. I know. Yeah. But then you find out, you know, he's writing checks to a bunch of dudes in the paddock too. So it's like, you know, oh, like right. it's hard to know up front and you want to like think the best of, of people. And, um, I think like we saw it, like with all the stuff that went on in Hollywood, like anytime you want something really, really, really bad, you make yourself a little bit ripe to be a victim, probably a little for people bit to take advantage. Yeah. And but so but at the same hard. time, they're kind of dream crushers in a way. And that's what makes it so yeah. bad is that you go in with with eyes wide open. You're following your dream. Like she sold it. I mean, she did what it took to get there. And and yeah. I think I think her father had passed away. So, you know, she had that kind of burden, like I'm going to do this for dad or whatever. I'm, I'm just, you know, yeah. speculating. But and, you know, and it's when you're chasing that dream and you think somebody's going to help you achieve that dream and then they crush it. But like you said, like yeah. you think this is going to be the one and go, oh, by the way, we're going to have the same hotel room together. And you're like, oh, yeah. no. Or, you know? I don't know if you read about there's like a female race car driver. She was like on her way up. She was going to be like the next big thing. And like she was, you know, probably headed to Formula One, maybe. And like 10 years ago, she got signed to an indie Lights team. And after she'd signed the contract, they're like, oh, by the way, part of your deal is you have to pose nude for this men's magazine. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. And so she just like moonwalked out of there and was like, I'm going to quit racing. <sighs> And she quit racing, like quietly quit racing and just went away. And then she came back recently when they started this W series and she finally said what happened. And I mean, it sucks. Like, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, de definitely. What would have happened? Anytime what would have happened if she'd raced? You know, like she might have been our first female Formula One driver. Now yeah. we'll never know. Yeah. I mean, I guess I just hate when people crush dreams like that and they dangle that carrot and they notice what you work for and then they pull mm -hmm. some shit like that. I mean, that yeah. there's nothing worse. I can understand maybe a business really wanting you and they go, hey, listen, we just don't have the money and they're honest. I go, OK, yeah. I can get that. But when you yeah. do something like that and, and it's a power move more than anything, it's a, you yeah. know, shrouded by sex. It just makes it. Oh, it's that's the worst. I mean, like. And the thing that's really hard, like I say, is in a lot of cases, it's not black and white like there. Like, I mean, I was in a, I had, a, I was joking with someone about this recently. I'm like back in, I don't remember, like 2013 or something. I got sponsored by free gun underwear and they're like, okay, well, like part of the deal is like, you're going to, we're going to give you this much money and we're going to take pictures of you in your underwear. And I was like, all right, I'll do it. I, I saw <laughs> that actually. I saw yeah. that on, on the racetrack with your, with your, uh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. And it I was saw like, that. I mean that, but that was the kind of thing, like they were up front. This is a deal. This is how much money you get. And I said, I want to go racing. I'm comfortable with that. Okay. You're okay. <laughs> you, know, you know what? I'm not even going to go there. It's funny because I saw that. Right. And, uh, and the funny thing, one of the comments on YouTube, this, I think this guy said, I don't really know how to f I feel about this. <laughs> that's, all he, that's all he said. And I go, you know what? I feel the same way. It's like, you know, I don't yeah. hide who I am. But when it comes like to professionalism and, you know, like women racers, I really yeah. try to be, you know. And when I saw that, I was like, okay. And I, I saw the whole thing. You know, you had your, yeah. you know, the zipped. And I go, okay. okay. Yeah, and then, I mean, and it was, but the deal was like for me, do you want to race? Do you not want to race? I was like, I really want to race. All right. I can do this, but it wasn't like anyone tricked me into it or, you know what I mean? Like, right. it was, I made that, I was made that decision as an adult and I was comfortable with it. And I felt like, okay, I can live with this. Like, you know, and that was my choice, but like, I can't even imagine if a team signed me and then after the fact said, by the way, you have to do this. Like oh. that's a different situation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So are you, yeah. you, you going to try to reach out to Sharni maybe? I mean, just maybe leave her a message and say, if you want to talk about it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, I don't, like, really know her. Um, but more than anything, just kind of, like, defending her, I think. Like, when I see some of the vile things that trolls are saying online. Or even, I've had other girls, like, reach out to me and be like, oh, this doesn't happen. And I'm like, 
Uh, yeah, it does. Oh, that's and the I'm worst. choosing to believe her. If she said it happened to her, then I believe her. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. I think it's the worst one though when when women don't defend her. I mean, or yeah. they go, "Oh, this doesn't happen." Like, are you serious? And especially, yeah. if, especially if they're not in the if if they're not in motorsports and they're just like a, a regular woman on the street. Just oh, that didn't happen. Like, what what decade are you from? Are you from the fifties? Yeah. Are you making? Uh, are, why would you say something like that? I mean, yeah, I know it happens. I know people lie about things like that, but that shit's humiliating. So why would you like? tell people something happened if it didn't yeah, <laughs> you know trust, what I mean? yeah i know trust me i know yeah trust me. so anyway yeah i definitely i support i support her and i hope she finds a way to come back to this sport like on her own terms you know because that's some bullshit <laughs> you know what i would love for you to do honestly i mean i don't know her talent and i know you could spot talent better night but i would love i would love it if you saw her ride and you go this she definitely has talent and you guys did an yeah. endurance team together and yeah. and and won somewhere and when they, and they gave her the microphone she go oh yeah this is to those people and she gave him like a you know like a finger yeah. or something all right? of you guys did that yeah this is to you australia you know i, I think that'd be yeah. great so hopefully you get to see her ride and yeah. she gets to write that wrong and you guys be on a team together i think that would be awesome I just, you know, I've got definitely like this list always in the back of my head of like people I'm, I would like to do something for when I hit that lottery, you know, like, <laughs> yes. when I get to do that, have my own race team and, and like put it all together and give the finger to all the haters for sure. Like you have that list, but De definitely, definitely. Yeah. Like, I just hope she like, you know, can heal from whatever she experienced. Cause it's yeah. just like, it makes me sad. I mean, for the most part, this industry has been so kind to me, I think we're lucky that in our paddock it's a pretty savvy group of people and i think that they know having women be successful in the sport is good for the sport right yeah especially the way t things are now i mean mm -hmm. i mean right now is the best time for diversity i think i've ever seen it and it and hopefully yeah. it keeps getting better i can't see it's going backwards and it keeps getting yeah. better and i and i just you know I, I want the best i want everybody i want this i want the paddock to to resemble what what we can be as a society you know, what I mean, I yeah. really do. I think it'd be great. Which brings me to this question is, you know, you've been in it and you're still in it. So and I've talked to many people and I my two favorite racers are Anna, Anna Carrasco and, and Maria Herrera. And they're, I, great. I, I, they're <laughs> awesome. And, even, and Anna won that championship and I was so glad she did. But for some reason, I just feel like Maria has a little bit of different kind of like, I, I don't know. So you answer me this question. Is, can a woman win a championship at that level? Yeah. Of course. Not, I don't have a single doubt in my mind. Okay. It's a numbers game, right? Like mm -hmm. the problem is, is for every three-year-old boy learning to ride a dirt bike, you know, for every hundred three-year-old boys learning to ride a dirt bike, how many girls are learning, you know? Right. So there's, you can name on one hand how many really high level female motorcycle racers there are right now. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's not because we're not equipped for it. That's because not enough girls are starting to ride when they're four or five, six years old. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Like, um, I look at, I look at like those two girls and they're lucky they live in like a society that really is into motorcycle racing and yes. they had families that had the means to take them racing and, mm -hmm you know, all those things. Um, I see it like a lot. Like I remember signing autographs like at, at Moto America races and like little girls would come up and I always ask them, oh, oh do you ride? And they, how many times they'd be like, my brother does, yeah. you know, yeah. or I've got a quad. And, <laughs> and I, every time I'd like look up at dad and be like, well, <laughs> you know, yeah. like yeah. it's, yeah. that's the thing is I just want to tell people like, hey, teach your daughters how to ride. You yeah. know, like if you want to see a female world champion, like like we need as many girls learning to ride as there are boys so that there's more girls out there doing the thing, you know? Right. Yeah. And now when I, when I ask about those two and here's what I noticed. And like I said, it, this might sound sexist. I don't know. But I always noticed both of those Carrasco and Herrera, 
They do well if they if they get out on their own. But in traffic, and maybe I, mean, I don't know. I don't know if I would ask the same question if it was a guy. But in traffic, they don't seem as comfortable as well, they are. Anna, Anna's a freaking maniac. Are you crazy? No, no. But in traffic, she doesn't do as well as she like. If she gets out in front. If she gets out in front. Yeah. yeah, she's done. I mean, yeah, she's she's gone. And and yeah. in Marina same way. But I was noticed in traffic. Like I don't know. If Anna seems as comfortable. Whatever. I mean, she holds her own. But I, I just I think don't, she's. I think the thing with Anna is like. Like when you watch her, like in 300 Super Sport, maybe you see her being apprehensive of people. Yeah. But that class is like a meat grinder class. And the reason why she won a championship is because she avoided disaster more yeah. often right. than a lot of people. And that's mm-hmm. a big thing in that class. So I think what might seem tentative in her case is her riding smart because she knows number one thing she has to do is finish the race and collect points. Right. Right. But she's methodical and she works her way through the pack. Whereas I think you do see uh, like a lot of those young boys riding desperate, um, you know, yeah. and like, it's funny cause Josh doesn't like watching 300 super sport. Cause he's like, these kids are riding like assholes. Like they have no respect for one another on the racetrack. They're, they are desperate. They're riding desperate. And that's why you see these huge incidents, you know, like right. some kid tries to be the hero and takes out four people at once or whatever. So I think like it's hard to to uh, base it off what you're seeing in that. Yeah. But back when she was racing Moto three, you know, um, a little bit more refined. Yes. I, I think she, I think she for sure has like that same aggression, you know. And I've seen Maria back when I was racing in the Spanish Championship, and she was racing Spanish Moto three. Yeah. That girl can cut some people up too. <laughs> My God, yeah, Marie. Honestly, Marie, and you, if you if you saw her in the in the uh, Moto E series, man, yeah. she she. Oh my God, Maria's got so much talent. I hope she gets a. I hope she gets another shot with a, a legit yeah. team and a legit bike because I and love the her thing talent. Is with the Moto E, that you need to keep in mind is those bikes are massive. They're heavy. They're so heavy. Yes. So like. And you can see, like, if you follow her on social, you can see how hard she works to be strong for that. And, um, I mean, like, Moto E's cool and all, but I would love to see her, you know, back on a 600 or or a Moto 2 bike or something like that again. You know, something that's, like, more, you know, she has physically a better chance to do well on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, trust me, I do. Yeah. I'm I'm a big fan of hers also. I really am. I hope we'll see that and... Yeah, and, and I'm just hoping we'll see some American girls coming up, too. We've got a couple on their way up right now here racing in the smaller displacement classes, and I'm excited to see what they do as they get older. Me, too. I'm keeping an eye on them also. You know me. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a dork like that, you know? And being right. that you, being that you, you know, you never back down from challenges. You do, you know, flat track, a little bit of motocross. Here's what I want from you. Here's what I want from you. You've done endurance, everything, whatever, blah, 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 the self-proclaimed badass. I want you, <laughs> self-proclaimed badass, to race the Dakar. That's what I want from you. I want oh. you in the Dakar because you don't back down from nothing. You're Melissa <laughs> F in Paris. You don't back down. I want you to get a bike and do the dad car that's what i want you know what's funny is i just started riding off road like in the last year um it never i never like got it before i was like i don't understand like i want to be on a racetrack and then (laughs) josh and i did some off-road riding in idaho and in utah and i was like oh shit this is really cool and um i think because i'm older and like challenge when I was younger and I tried something <laughs> and I sucked at it, I generally was like, I don't want to do this anymore because it sucks sucking right. at something. Yeah. And I don't know, like some switch has flipped to me in the last couple of years, but you know, we were trying some really tricky off-road stuff and yeah. I've got like kind of a new mindset for it where I'm like, well, as long as you guys don't mind waiting for me, I'm going to figure this out. <laughs> like I will get there. It may I... be dark by the time I get there, but I will figure it out. So um, I don't know if Dakar is in my future. That is pretty gnarly, but I definitely want to like try some off-road and, and like, if I could do some off-road racing, like that would be amazing. Like, I'm just like, I'm getting to this point in my life where I'm like, I want to try everything. I want to try everything I can do on two wheels. I say mint 400, then do the Baja and after the Baja and then you top it off with the Dakar. That's your, that's your lap around. Yeah. Melissa Paris. Yeah, Goodbye. Right? Good night. I, honestly, yeah. mint 400. Yeah, drop them. That's your mic drop. It's most feedback. Yeah. That's what you do. I want Mint 400, and then I want you to go down to Baja to Ensenada, get some tacos the day before, feel good about yourself. They're going, ah, the gringo senora, the gringo senora. Yeah. And then they, boop, boop, I feel 
like I could you could get me into that Baja stuff. That looks so amazing. I, I can make some so phone calls. Fun. I can make some yeah. phone calls. Perfect. I'll make some phone calls. You I'll set it up. <laughs> <laughs> I can eat some street tacos like anybody. Oh so. my god! Yeah. Oh, god! It, it Mexico not the greatest for that. I love yeah. tacos, and they mm-hmm. and honestly, the greatest thing about it is, you know, I'm a vegetarian, so I had I I get better veggie tacos there than I do in America. I had porta. Oh, I had. Tacos. Oh my god! No. Portobello. There's this place in this night I go to. It was called Burgers and Ribs, right? But they had Portobello mushroom tacos. And I mean, oh my God. Next time we're there, if you're there when I'm there, I'm probably going to set it up for you to race the Baja probably because, you know, yeah. I, I got them connections like that. We'll yeah. go get some Portobello mushroom tacos and you'll be like, you know what, BT? I owe you How an apology. You, I'll let you have the mushroom tacos and I'll have the carnitas. We'll just... Oh. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good. You know, I, just, I don't want the carnitas to go to waste. So. <laughs> and one of, one, of, one of the pressing questions I want to ask you before we're out of here, I want to ask you, are you, are you ever, did you ever pay Brie back for the speeding ticket she got in Spain for hauling your ass around? <laughs> that girl. No. Um, are you going to? Is, is, is that on the, uh, is that on, uh, on the list? You know what? On the like that list? chick? has been there for me through everything so if i gotta pay a couple speeding tickets once in a while it's worth it that chick has been with me to all corners of this earth i know and she i've cried on her shoulder on several different continents and she's just you know awesome and now now i'm getting help her with some of her projects at royal enfield and yeah like i don't know get some speeding tickets you don't even know about the time she crashed the car while we were in spain she didn't tell me that she cried like how bad was the crash how bad was the crash it wasn't that bad we like you've been to spain so like you know some of those underground parking situations yes like are tight yes because cars are really small well yeah but we always have to get like kind of bigger cars because uh we pack like girls so (laughs) like a lot of bags and stuff and so we kind of got ourselves like wedged in to this like spot and like yeah. we couldn't get it out uh-huh. and then i think we actually she backed it into a pole and then <laughs> some guy was watching us and he actually got the car out for us <laughs> a professional professional motorcycle right here could you uh unpark my car for me please thank you appreciate it oh, dude seriously the whole reason she drives is because i i was too scared to drive in europe <laughs> it made me so nervous Okay, what about your geocached stuff that you that you had? Like it's like a Where's Waldo kind of thing, right? Oh yeah, I made her geocache with me too. Oh, what is, what is that? What what are those things? Because she has oh, it's explain- so cool. So it's well, it's not cool. I'm about to sound like the biggest dork you've ever met. You never met me. You never met me before. So geocaching is like people hide these like little treasures, like, and they are all over the world right and you use gps to find them so like there's like a central database and like you can like look on the map and you'd be like oh there's one in this area and then you use your gps to like go find it but like it's crap like it's not like treasure it's like like a box of like just trinkets and crap in it. Like, and the idea is like you take something and you leave something behind, you know? And then yeah. like you log it on the app that like you found it. Yeah. It's so like, I have yet to find a way to describe it that makes it sound cool. It's not cool at all, but it's really fun. It's you. It's you. It's who you are. And that's all yeah, it matters. You know it's what? all that matters. If it's it keeps cool. you from if it keeps you from parking in Spain, then hey, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I made Josh do one one time. We were driving down the road and we were like somewhere around like 10 miles outside of Reno on like the highway. Uh-huh. And I'm like, pull over this geocache on the side of the road. And like we pulled over and it was like really dark out and we were like hiking up this hill and it was like nearly a cliff and like i'm pretty sure we almost got eaten by wild animals and then we got back to the rv and i'd accidentally locked the keys in it and it was like this whole thing and now i'm not even allowed to say the word geocache in front of josh anymore <laughs> i love it hey we we, we we all have our likes we all have our likes yeah, what i tell whatever. you we all have our likes here's, <laughs> and here's what we're gonna do now is uh, now as we get out of here we're gonna go one word answers one word answers okay oh boy one word answers okay here we go okay okay your dream bike that you want to own someday someday you don't have it now your dream bike because i asked brie this i asked uh, brie poland uh a former guest by the way if you guys watching on tales from jim and i former guest her dream bike is a gold wing 
She wants a gold wing uh, eventually. Yeah, if she wants a gold wing. Of all the bikes she has, she goes, that's what she wants, a gold wing. Because I said, it can't, be, it can't be a Royal Enfield or a Ducati. And so she goes, okay, go, it, was, it was a gold wing. So for you, what's your dream bike that you want to own someday that you go, I've always wanted this? Yamaha TZ250. You mean Kenny Roberts' old uh, flat track bike? No, 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 TZ. TZ, oh. like a road race bike. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, Wait. I've got the Honda version of it. I've got an RS250, but, you know, okay. I want the Yamaha. Okay, okay, okay. Dream ride. It, 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 it can be a racetrack, and I'd be a racetrack. It could be, like, I don't know, South America, whatever. Dream ride, the one you've always wanted to do. Or you Eight thought hours about. of Suzuka. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> wow. Okay, okay. Uh, let's see. Favorite 80s metal band. It doesn't mean metal, hair band. Favorite, favorite 80s band, period. Doesn't even have to be metal. Oh. Does Joan Jett count? Duh. All right, Joan Jett. Faux show. <laughs> <laughs> favorite Joan Jett song. Favorite Joan Jett song. Ah. Uh, bad reputation. Uh, don't give a damn about my bad reputation. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, I like yeah. that. Okay, okay. <laughs> favorite snack. Oh, uh, whew, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Oh, better so than Twix? Better than Twix? Oh, Twix are nothing. Uh, you, you ain't got to say it like that. You ain't got to hurt my feelings like that. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. You ain't got to say it like that and hurt my feelings like that. <laughs> <laughs> Moto Hero. Uh, that, that's not your husband. Mo, Moto Hero, that's not your husband. Oh. I'm going to be controversial here. Go ahead. It, 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 go ahead. It's you. It's all you. Be, be honest. Yeah, Max Biaggi. Oh my! I, I, you know, okay, now why? Why? I'll tell you my reason. You tell me. I'll tell you because he's he got it older, almost like yourself. He got into motorcycle older, and he won the championship. And to me, he's just I don't know. He has an air about him, but I love that air he has about him. Because like know? his, he's passionate about it. Yes. Like that's what I like. Like I like when I see a rider like and it goes badly and they're mad. Yeah. Like, I don't want to see someone who's happy all the time. I want to see someone throw shit. Yeah. <laughs> Because I can relate to that. Oh, I was going to ask you that. I don't know if you have enough time to do it. Okay, I got to wrap it up. I was going to ask you real quick, is that did you feel like sometimes you had to have, hold that in reserve because you were a woman and you couldn't show emotion that you had to yeah. hold it in? You didn't? Okay. Because I was going to try. I was going to ask you because it, because uh, it's a comedian named Dion Cole, very funny guy, and he and he called it uh, managing your blackness, where like <laughs> uh, like you want to go off and be all black, but you have to be like, okay, I can't do this because I'm I'm around mixed company and I don't want to ruin it for the yeah. rest of them. So I'm going. But did you feel that sometimes as a woman you can't? I mean, I didn't like ever try, but I definitely have people like it's like a running joke about my potty mouth, and so. Like I remember breaking my, I broke my leg at Virginia and I was like laying on the racetrack and there was like a hinge in my leg where there wasn't supposed to be one. Mm. And I was like a lot of expletives coming out of my mouth. Um, mainly cause I didn't want to be crying there. Right. And so everyone was like, Oh my gosh, like you got to like clean up your language. And I'm like, my leg was broke in half. It was broken in half. Like I will say whatever I want yeah, <laughs> in yeah. that situation. F- f- so. Favorite, favorite curse word. Oh, the F word. <laughs> no, just fuck or motherfucker or whatever. Or oh, just... I mean, like I, all forms of it. It can be a verb. It can be a noun. It can be an adverb. It can be an adjective. Like it's, it's just, there's well, really never... not another one that can be used quite so often. Well, I've never heard fuckly. And that's an adverb. I never heard fuckly. I've never I've heard probably that. used it. Fuckly. <laughs> fuckery 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 Fuck, i've heard fuckery yeah. i never heard fuckery. yeah okay okay and we're running if it wasn't for motorcycles and i asked this in the beginning so i'm gonna give me a chance to come back we're coming back to it 360 if it wasn't for motorcycles where would you be today oh man <laughs> i bought it back to you i bought it back it oh, i'm hard it's hard not to think of it being in a dark place man a drug addict or something? I don't know. Wow, man. wow, you went there. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just wow. I can't see it. I literally cannot picture that life. I, I think that's be- honestly, but I, I think that's beautiful because I yeah. can't I'm trying to explain to these guys and, and and I and I think you know, but it's like I I just can't see how you ride a motorcycle and you and, he, and you don't get addicted. 
I mean, yeah. to me, I had to come back to it because of whatever. Like, I started out with a 50. I'm like, oh, I thought about, okay, I'm going to race. And parents split up, blah, blah, blah. And I, but I've always had that, that love was always there. You know, it was like yeah. losing that love in your life. Like, I'll get to her. I'll get to her. Mm-hmm. And then I, when I moved to Indy, it, the love came back. And, it, and, and it's like it never left. And I just remember taking, you know, I'm, I'm not a b- very bright person, as you, you can probably tell, but I took the, the, the safety course for motorcycles. And I just remember the day I got the license, man, and I got the bike, and it was raining a little bit. And it was misty. It was the worst condition to get. But I said, you know what? There's no better way to test my, my skills now than, you know, kind of, it's not right. It's yeah. not perfect. Because anybody can ride on a sunny day at 70 degrees at 2 o'clock. Anybody, but when it's kind of rainy or whatever, that's when you test your skills. And so I just can understand people don't fall in love with, and don't have the passion. Yeah. So when you said that, that can, when you said that and the way you paused, I knew it hit <laughs> a nerve. And no, but, I, but it's beautiful because I know it's genuine. When you go, yeah. I, I don't know. And, I and. And I love that. And I, you know what? I got to wrap it up. But, but before I got here, I want people to know, and I'm, and, and we said it before, she called herself a badass on her website and you think it's being bravado, but you listen to this. She's the first female to qualify for a world super sport uh, race. She was the only female to test a MotoGP prototype. Uh, she also, 2016, she was a member of the first all girl team to qualify and compete at the Baldor 24 hour race. She founded the MP, that's a Melissa Paris 13 racing team to promote young talent. You name it. In 2014, fifth over Overall in the Spanish CEB Superstock Championship, and she's a top 10 finish in the Daytona 200. Melissa Paris, you are a badass. Thank you so much for coming on my show. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I'm glad we're friends. I'm glad we squashed that. Whenever yeah, you, we did. Whenever I see you, whatever, we're going to do some go-karts, and then, you know, you can try to run me into the wall. I'll try to run you into the wall, because yes. I, I will do what it takes to win, and, you know, it's all about the heart, baby. So thank you so <laughs> much. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Awesome. Thank you guys for watching Tales from the Gemini, and like I always say around this time... Hey.